Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Uprising Podcast, a podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club. I am your host, Jake Anderson. Today my guest is Phoenix Rising midfielder and Jamaica international, Kavon Lambert. Kavon is actually the club's longest active tenured player, meaning he has been with Phoenix Rising longer than any other player on the team after he signed back in August of 2017. So, without further ado, let me bring on the reggae boy himself, Kavon Lambert. Kavon, how you been, man? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Thanks. Uh, you guys have training today? Um, yeah, I actually just got home like five minutes ago. How you feeling? Uh, pretty hot? I haven't been outside today. I've only been in my room. Yeah, it's been hot, but um, thank God today was kind of more like a recovery day, so we didn't do that much today. So, are you guys leaving on? Good. You guys leaving on Friday for OC? Yeah, yeah, we're leaving on Friday. So, take me a little bit about how it was from uh, the COVID protocol standpoint. You guys had the extra room on the buses. You had your own hotel room. Was there anything else that was kind of you know everything's been out of the norm this year? But uh, can you kind mm-hmm. of just walk me? Th- walk us through that um i mean we had like more room on the bus we, we had like we traveled on like two buses and like we had like more room i think it was probably like nine players on each bus and um we had like our own rooms at the hotel it was kind of like different because we like used to having like a roommate on the road and like usually we'd like get there and like go to like restaurants and stuff for like dinner but like this time around we get like our food like delivered from the like different i'd say but like it's something that we're gonna have to get used to during this period in terms of the the weather at oc was about 40 degrees cooler than your match against la uh and then you get to go there again, obviously, for this match on Saturday. So from a, uh-huh. weather, a weather standpoint, practicing here all week, um, A, what is that going to feel like? And then do you think you have an advantage against OC in terms of uh, fitness? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, the weather was pretty – it was great. It was fantastic. Um, we got there. We played the game. Um, it was nice to be in that type of environment. Um, playing in that type of environment um like even like when we're playing like I didn't even feel like that tired as if like I were like playing here so I think like playing in this type of weather here in Arizona and then going to OC in that type of weather really gives us like a an advantage over 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 the opponents so I think um the heat here um, actually has some type of benefits. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you can definitely tell when the opposing team is here and they have not felt the heat that they're playing in, um, uh-huh. especially in the in the second half when when they can't run anymore and you guys are. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to get into the field issue as uh, terms of an excuse or anything, but uh-huh. you played on it. Tell me. Yeah. I mean, you really couldn't tell on TV. Tell me what that was like playing on the field that uh, Rick yesterday told us had had gone about three months without anything 
really happening because it's technically a public park in California. And then that yeah. they spray painted over it and they couldn't water it and that the fertilizer on the field had actually burned it. Yeah. To be honest, it was, it was pretty bad. Like it's not like something that we're used to. We're used to like playing on like good grass that is like wet where the ball can like move like smoothly. And like when we got there, it was like, we're like so surprised. Like it, it wasn't what we were expecting. At least like some grass. It looked green, but like there wasn't much grass on it. Like as you said, they probably they, they they spray painted it, and like it was like hard because they didn't water it or anything. So it was kind of hard to play, in. and like the ball would just like bounce all about and stuff like that. So, but I mean, as like professional soccer players. You got to be like prepared and ready for like any type of pitch or environment that you have to play in to get the job done. Yeah, Rick said that most of the paint ended up on your guys' jerseys. Um, yeah, I think I think they're still on it. <laughs> um, so obviously, you guys are are going there, which is kind of a new. A new thing because usually in these type of situations you look back and you go, okay well we don't have to play there again this year but your next mm -hmm. game happens to be there so knowing what you know about the field now I mean do you guys is there going to be less of a, a learning curve so to speak on like when we play these type of balls this is going to happen because of this field do you feel like you guys are more prepared now yeah I think we're more prepared and we know like probably um how to handle like the field better in that type of way but it's going to be more of like um like how we play more than like the the pitch and stuff like that so we're just trying to focus on what we want to do and like because i mean like we're playing on it they're playing on it so it's more more of how we play and things like that so we can get the three points no matter what but it's like we're going to like put the pitch aside, everything else aside, and just focus on how we want to play in order to win the game. So you've, this is your, I'm losing track now, fourth season with Phoenix Rising, I believe. That's uh, so like my... 17, 18, 19, yeah, 20. Kinda, yeah, like two and a half. Yeah, I mean... Like, like three and a half, maybe, yeah. Around there. Yeah. Um, so... Rick mentioned this yesterday that, you know, three years ago, for example, if you would have lost the match, social media might have not cared for less than a better term. Now uh -huh. you guys tied a match and are still in first and social media kind of blows up as if you guys were losing and the world is falling down. But as a player, how does that feel knowing that, you know, there's a little bit of pressure to always pick up three points, but that only becomes after having so much success, which you guys have had. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, the, the people, the fans and everyone here, they expect a lot from us. They know what we're capable of and what we've been doing over the past few years. So they know that um, nothing um, other than a win is like acceptable. And like we as players and the coaches, everyone, we know that too. So that's the only thing we go into the games for, just to win. And, like, if we don't win, if we get a point, I mean, a point is good, it's better than losing, but our aim is to win, like, every game if possible. But, like, 
our main aim is to like win the games and like if we don't win a game then I mean there's more to do um, but like we put ourselves at like a certain level where we we don't accept certain things so anything other than a win is like not acceptable so that's the aim every time we step on the pitch just to get three points and like i i mean it's it's good that um everyone is like holding us like to that type of standard to like get three points every time so they know what we can do we know what we can do so we just got to like get the word done no matter how and this season especially with it including the game that you played already uh, excuse me the mm-hmm. three games you played already you if you were to make it all the way to the final you would play 20 matches and obviously you guys won that many in a row last year so that kind of just puts into perspective how much of a feat that was last year um yesterday rick said something that was very interesting and i would love to get your response to it he basically said that you are a 6-3 nagola conte <laughs> So I, I just want to get your reaction on, on those high praises. One of the best, obviously, Chelsea's midfielder, the French World Cup champ, uh-huh. one of the best midfielders in the world. I mean, that's really great to be for coach to be um, comparing me to such a high caliber type of player. I mean, he's a player that I actually look up to. Um, I mean, he's short, I'm tall, but I still look up to him. I mean, as a player. As a person, I always um, look at, look look on how humble is and stuff like that. And like on the pitch, is like such a good player. He's so smart. He's a hard worker. And like, I mean, it's really great to be like for coach to be like um, comparing me to such a a great player. Thanks, coach. <laughs> he, uh, he also uh, was talking a little bit about the type of players that he looks for, uh, specifically in the midfield. And he said that he doesn't look for a number six or number eight and number 10. He looks for three number eights that can mm-hmm. play those different roles. So mm-hmm. I'll ask you, what do you consider yourself? A number eight, a number 10, a number six, or, excuse me, and where do you see yourself fit in best with Phoenix Rising? Um, for me, like, I consider myself, like, the same thing um, coach considers me, um, like, as a central midfield player. Because, like, you've seen, like, um, over the past few years, like, I've been playing, like, a number six. I've played, like, number eight. I've played, like, a number ten. So, anywhere in the midfield, like, I'm able to, to play. Um, so, it's not like, I'm stuck in one position, but like anywhere coach and like the team wants me um, anywhere that I can be to like help the team to um, be successful, then um, I'll, I'll play there just to help the team. So I don't consider myself as a number six or an eight or a 10. I consider myself as a central midfield pair. So during the OC game, we saw, Junior Fleming's drop a little bit into that number 10 role. And Mm -hmm. Rick yesterday 
said that he basically told Junior in that moment, "Act like you're with Jamaica right now." And he said he let the yeah. he let the Jamaicans uh, control the center of the pitch. Uh, so just with all the firepower that you guys have in in your your front six, really. You guys have so much competition going on in practice mm-hmm. for the starting positions every day. Um, yeah. Because of that, is there ever an, an issue in terms of continuity, in terms of, like, if you're used to playing with a, a few guys, but, you know, uh, another one comes in and you may have not played with him as much, is there any uh, continuity problems there? Or are you guys just all focused in to know what you need to do in your position in that slot? Um, no, there's there's never any problems. I mean, like we've been training with each with each other like for months now. Even the new guys that have been here, and like they know how we play, how we want to play. So anyone that comes in um, can just like fit into like any um, fit in for like another player, and like it doesn't even seem like off because like. As you said, there's, like, so many competition in the team. There are, like, so much good players, stuff like that. So, um, I mean, like, anyone that comes in can get the job done, like, as good as, like, the other player that was in before or something like that. So, I mean, it's always good to have, like, a team like this where you have so many good players. You have, like, probably, like, two players in, like, each position. And, like, everyone's, like, competing, like, day in, day out, trying to get their spot, trying to help the team, stuff like that. Everyone comes in, like, you know that, like, you got to be on your toes because, like, the other guy over there that plays in your position, he's trying to play too. He wants to play. So, you know, you got to, like, be on your best, like, every day. So that's always good. That helps the team to improve. That helps you to improve as a person, as a player. So, I mean, it's always good to have that type of competition and this type of, like, team where you have so many good players. So, last week I spoke with Junior, and I asked him, as a Jamaican that moved to the United States, did he notice that things were – more racist in the United States. And the answer he gave me, I would have never even thought. And he told me he had never even heard the racism until he came here. And, and as an American born and, and raised here, that just broke my heart hearing and listening to that, um, that, yeah. that, that, that happened. So um, obviously you are Jamaican as well. I just wanted to get, ask you the same question. And then also just your personal thoughts on, on, you know, on the whole situation. I mean, like, for real, though, but um, back home in Jamaica, we've, like, we've never, like, experienced anything like that. Um, but for me, like, here wasn't actually, like, the first I've seen it. Well, it's not, like, happened to, like, me specifically. Like, but, like, I've been, like, all over the world playing. I've been to, like, Europe. I've seen it. So I've been to, like, Europe before I came here. So I've seen it, like, over there, actually, before I came here. So here wasn't, like, the first place I've seen it. So, I mean, it's something that you see, like, almost, like, like almost everywhere, all around the world. So it's not just here, but, like, in Jamaica, we don't, like, 
we're not used to that. We've never seen that before. Because, like, I mean, it's like everyone's, like, the same back home. So. No, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. I I will not understand it. Um, I can't comprehend it. I don't understand why there's an issue of of you know the whole why is racism an argument kind of thing. Like it shouldn't be. It's very simple. There shouldn't be any. And um, I, I'll tell you the same thing I told Junior is is guys like you who have a platform who are you know not only very successful black men, but good men at the same time that do things for the community, for their teammates, friends, family, what have you. So I, I want to thank you for that. I want to say I'm sorry for anything that you have personally gone through. One question that I do have is during the national anthem, I was uh, against LA, against OC, you guys took the knee on the field. Kind of take me through that moment. What were you feeling in that moment? Um. I mean, it's like with everything that's been going on, it's just like we're taking a knee, um, trying to be like united, trying to show like everyone that we're together and like we're strong. We're like a family no matter what. You see like the, the, the black players, the white players, no matter where you're from, the Spanish players, everyone took the knee. So, um, I mean, we're just trying to show everyone that we're, together and we're not like we're not like with all the things that been um going on all around the world so we're just trying to show the world and that um we're not with it we're against it and um we're just like one we're one people yeah rising rising against racism I'd like to like to pass on that message. Well, Kevin, I want to thank you for your time. Um, I'll wish you safe travels and good luck against OC on Saturday. And I will speak with you when I speak with you. All right. Thank you. It was nice being here with you. All right. Thanks, Kevin. I'll see you. Thank you. Bye. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Uprising Podcast. Phoenix Rising's next match is Saturday, once again away to Group B opponent Orange County. Phoenix currently sits atop Group B with 7 points, the same as San Diego, but Rising's USL Championship best plus 9 goal differential is what wins that tiebreaker. San Diego has also played one more game than Phoenix, while Orange County will be playing only its second game since the restart, and currently sits in 4th place in Group B. Saturday's kickoff at OC is set for 7pm Arizona time, and you can catch the exclusive audio stream on ArizonaSports.com and the Arizona Sports app, which is now available for both iOS and Android. For all things Phoenix Rising, be sure to head over to ArizonaSports.com, download the new Arizona Sports app, and follow me on Twitter at JWA1994. Until next time, ci vediamo, adopo, ciao.